Hello and welcome to the Banker podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, exploring how the financial services industry is coping with the COVID-19 pandemic. In this series, the Banker's editors are interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on specific challenges, best practices and innovations that can help banks and their customers manage during these tough times. I'm Kimberly Long, Asia Editor of The Banker, and today I'm speaking to Rachel Woolley, Global Director of Financial Crime at Fenergo. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having us, Kimberly. To start with, uh, Fenergo has recently released a report into financial crime and KYC issues around the world. Um, And the study has shown that there's been some sizable KYC fines handed out in Asia over the past year. Where have these been happening and what have these fines been for? So we've seen some significant increases in the, the, the value of fines that's been issued by some of the, the, the regulators in the APAC region. Um, so just to step back, I suppose, Fenergo published um, research last year indicating the, the level of fines that have been issued over the last 12 years or so. So since the, the 2008 financial crisis, and we've seen an increase um, over the last number of years, but particularly in the last few months, we've seen a significant increase in APAC. So um, we've been publishing our our mid-year results um, around that. There's a number of things that we could point to as being the potential um, cause, I suppose, of of this significant significant increase. Um, so first and foremost, there's there's somewhat of an anomaly um, overall in in the the value in APAC so far this year. Um, so we're seeing um, a significant penalty issued in Malaysia, and that's in response to the the well known at this point one MDB scandal. So um, 3.9 billion US dollars was issued in in enforcement actions to one financial institution. So that's making up, obviously, a significant uh, portion of the fines that have been handed down in in APAC so far this year. Um, But it's also worth noting then a couple of other uh, examples. um, And certainly what we're what we're seeing is as somewhat of a trend in in APAC as well. So you may be familiar with the Financial Action Task Force and the mutual evaluation reports that they conduct on um, countries globally. And how they approach that is they look at, um, first and foremost, the each country's compliance with the, the 40 FATF recommendations. Um, and then they also look at the, at the effectiveness of, of those uh, recommendations within each country's uh, AML regime, for example. Um, so when we look at some of the, the countries that have been subject to reviews, certainly in the last number of years, there is an indication that there is a trend as such whereby countries are really taking on board feedback from those mutual evaluation reports and considering what their regime looks like from an AML and CTF perspective. In terms of specific examples, there's, there's a couple that are really interesting from our research. So um, in the last couple of years, as I said, we've been publishing the uh, the statistics around um, the penalties that have been issued. And in particular, if we look at um, a couple of the countries in the APAC region, so the the one that I'm I'm particularly interested in is is Pakistan. So many people will be aware that pa- Pakistan has been has been subject to increased monitoring from a financial action task force perspective, as a result of strategic deficiencies in its AML regime. July in 2019, we'd seen just over one one million issued in in fines, and and so far up until the end of July in 2020, that's increased by 845 percent, and we've seen uh, over 10 million issued in in financial penalties. So in other words, the regulator in in Pakistan is really taking on board that that feedback and and really trying to to increase its effectiveness, particularly around the areas of enforcement. 
Similarly, we've also seen um, an upwards trend in, in a couple of other countries as well. So Taiwan, for example, increased 116%. Um, and so far this year has, has issued 216,000 uh, US dollars in enforcement actions. Um, Singapore actually last year hadn't issued any penalties and, and this year so far um, has issued 794,000. So although it seems like small amounts, year on, the year-on-year year comparison is important. And then finally, we've, we've seen similar in, in China as well. So um, 7.8 million issued in, in financial penalties so far this year. And as you say there, you know, there's been a significant increase in the fines have been given out and you know the steps have been taken by the regulators so what has been done now to reduce the number of kyc uh, breaches going forwards and to bring in a higher standard of compliance to avoid these kind of huge breaches and issues happening again in the future so while the Financial Action Task Force, obviously the reports have called out the, the, the issues around effectiveness and, and enforcement actions. So now that we've seen, obviously, um, that the regulators have really started to, to look at the issues that are taking place in financial institutions, really what needs to happen now is that those financial institutions improve their response to, to regulatory requirements and, and making sure that their AML KYC processes um, are really fit for purpose and, and also obviously um, designed to, to detect and prevent financial crime. And, and really that's what the regulators are concerned with is, is making sure that their AML and, and CTF regime across the, the board has really been, um, I suppose, considered when, when financial institutions are, are, are designing their own policies uh, and their systems of, of controls and, and mitigating measures, et cetera. So particularly this year, um, what, what we'll see, obviously, is, is a lot of focus on, on uh, digital operational resilience and, and how financial institutions can continue to meet those regulators' expectations amidst everything else that's, that's occurring uh, across the globe. So ensuring business continuity and ensuring obviously that um customers can can still access their their financial services and so on um so a lot of of what we're seeing is uh particularly a focus on on digital onboarding and and um servicing and and uh assisting clients from a, a remote onboarding perspective um but also ensuring compliance with those regulatory requirements as well which is obviously critical um and that helps to to avoid falling foul of, of regulators expectations but also ensures business continuity throughout the period that we've seen over the last number of months yeah, that's really interesting. Thanks very much for that, Rachel. And thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Kimberly, And thanks for the questions. And you can keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify and Acast and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.